This episode is brought to you by Delta Airlines. I recently flew Delta, I want to say about a week ago now, and I was coming back home from being in Atlanta for a speaking engagement, and Delta just gave me such a wonderful experience. And it really was the icing on the cake of just such an amazing weekend that I had. Some of the things that I loved particularly about my Delta airline experience was first, the amazing customer service. Everyone there was so kind, so welcoming, so present, so attentive. And a small thing, but was big to me, was just something simple as having headphones so that I can enjoy more than a thousand hours of in-flight entertainment. I mean, my flight wasn't that long, but I got to catch up on a movie, some shows, just things I don't have time to do usually at home. I was able to enjoy that in the air. Delta also offers fast, free Delta Sync Wi-Fi, and it's available for SkyMiles members. Being able to access the Wi-Fi, I was able to order some groceries and just get a head start on my week. It was a great end to my experience and ushered me right back in to be at home. So even if you're not home yet, Delta Airlines helps you feel a little bit like it. Delta Airlines believes that you should feel at home, even if you're 30,000 feet above it. Learn more at Delta.com. You are listening to Blessed and Bossed Up, presented by Anchored Media, an entrepreneurship podcast for Christians all about how to make God the CEO of your business. Get ready to be inspired, challenged, but well-equipped to live and build your destiny His way. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. I'm really excited about today's episode because today we're going to go a little bit deeper than where we've been going the last few weeks or I think, honestly, I feel like we're going to go deeper than we've gone before with this podcast. And I'm really excited about that because I feel like God is really pushing us into new depths. He's really pushing us into new seasons. And I just feel like there's just a shift that is happening in the kingdom of God. And God is really trying to get you to a certain place so that you are able to benefit from this season of open heaven, or you're able to benefit from the things that he is trying to do with his people. So I'm really excited about today's topic. But before we get into that, we got a couple church announcements. Uh, We're going to Atlanta. Of course, Atlanta is coming up for our tour. Go to GodIsMyCEOTour.com to get your tickets. Atlanta is coming up in a few weeks. Um... And we also have a giveaway for Atlanta. My aunt's company is sponsoring a ticket for someone, a general admission ticket for someone in Atlanta who really wants to be at this tour, but may not be able to financially make it. I'm really excited about this because one of my prayers, I told you guys last week, I believe that I had to shift what my prayers were as far as this tour was in certain ways. So like in the beginning, I used to pray like, God, can we have a sold out tour, a sold out tour? And the root of that was that I was focusing a lot on the numbers. And I know for me, because just a transparent moment, one of the things that I have to constantly overcome when it comes to dying to myself and being who God called me to be is I constantly have to overcome this achievement bondage is what I'm going to call it. And the root of that is when I was growing up, I felt like I was neglected a lot because there were a lot of things going on in my household. But the thing that my that my parents always showed up for when it came to me was 
accomplishments. So if I was made the honor roll, they would come to the to the things. If I graduated, they'll be at graduations. But as far as like my everyday needs and needs as a as a child, I wasn't getting them. And it was just a lot of things going on. But uh, God was really has really shown me the root of where this overachiever thing has come from. And so that's something I'm constantly working towards. But every now and every now and then he'll put that mirror up to me and be like, fix this, fix this. And so I, I'm just grateful, man, I'm a work in progress. I ain't gonna never come up on here and act like I got it all together, together, because that's a whole lie. But, um, but yeah, so I was praying about sold out tour, sold out tour, because I'm someone who values achievement because of that brokenness. And then also not only just because of that brokenness, but just my personality in general, we talk about, I talk about Chris Daniels' animal assessment a lot. He was a guest on the show, rest in peace to him, where I took the animal assessment and it was pretty much a disc assessment, like a personality assessment. And so found out that I am what he calls a gorilla. So gorillas are people who are very results driven. And so being a results driven person is good. But when I'm doing things for the kingdom of God, I have to make sure that my definition of results are in alignment with what God is trying to achieve and not what Tatum wants. So for me, praying for a sold out tour was my me still being that gorilla focused on results, but my definition of results were the number of attendees was the number of money that was made was it being sold out. But God's uh, definition of results is the P his people that he needs to be there actually being there. And then their souls being, um, saved and their lives being changed and them having an encounter with him and them, uh, not walking out the same way. And, and people who didn't even know God or people who were lukewarm getting saved and being on fire for God, those are the results that he wants. So again, I'm, I'm just being transparent with me. I have to constantly make sure I'm dying to myself and I'm just grateful for, for me. Just, I think one of my, my biggest, uh, character traits or one of my best character traits is that I'm a very self-aware person. I can point out a flaw in myself very quickly and work to change it, especially doing God's work. I always want to make sure I'm, I'm doing what he needs me to do. And so that constantly has me checking myself to make sure that this is a God thing and not a Tatum thing. But I say all that to say, I'm really excited because my prayer changing up the prayer for the tour, it has been now, God, can you just allow the people that you need to be there to be there? And the people that, let's say there are people that you need to be there who aren't financially able to come. Can you please make a way in their finances? Can you give them increase? Can you do make things work so they're able to be in the room? And so when people reach out to me and say, hey, I want to sponsor tickets for the tour, I'm excited because I know that that's a direct result of my prayer. And so um, my aunt is giving away, and we have someone else who's giving away tickets. And so I'm just verifying with her how she wants to do it. But um, I spoke to my aunt yesterday and her company is going to be giving away a ticket for Atlanta. So here's what you have to do. You have to just write an email, a quick letter. If it's a letter, don't let it be more than one page. If it's an email, make it quick. Make sure it's grammatically correct though, y'all, because we just want to be able to read it. <laughs> uh, make sure it's grammatically correct as well, but just write a letter or write an email about how the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast has impacted your life and why you need to be in that room. And then I'll put her email in the show notes so you can send it directly to her. 
Hey, listen to instructions. Send it directly to her. Do not send it to me, y'all. Do not send it to me. Send it directly to her. She'll pray about it and she'll make a decision on who she's going to give that ticket to. And then I will reach back out to you and let you know if you got the ticket. If you haven't heard back, that means that we gave the ticket to somebody else. But again, do not email Tatum. Email her. Okay. All right. Um, but yeah, but for everyone else, go to godismyceotour.com and get your tickets. My message I'm going to be speaking on is titled When the Waiting Season is Self-Imposed. I'm really excited about this. I believe that a lot of us try to put every put things on God that we need to be taking responsibility for. So a lot of us are in a waiting season or a wilderness season that he didn't even want for us, but it was our own free will that got us in this wilderness in the first place. Just like the people of Israel, he was ready for them to enter into the promised land. But when he sent them scouts uh, to scope it out. And then only two of them came back like, oh yeah, we could take them. And everybody else was complaining and, and all of these things. And then the people started complaining and it was just a whole mess. That's when God was like, you know what? Y'all ain't even going turn around and wander around for 40 years until your generation dies off. And we're going to try this again with your kids. So I think it's important that we understand that God is a God of consequences. He's a God of judgment. Um, He is a God who's going to hold you accountable. A lot of times we like to put God into this box of only being about rainbows and sunshine and we forget about the wrath of God. And if you ever want to be reminded of it, go back to the Old Testament because he plays no games. So um, yeah, it's important that we have a fear of God. And when you have a fear of someone, you have a fear of what their judgment will be if you are not in their will or if you're not obedient to them. So I believe, again, that there's a lot of us who are unnecessarily in the wilderness. And so that's what that message is going to be about. I'm excited to break it down. I'm excited to go into prayer and fasting for God to really give me the specifics. But you need to be there. So go to GodIsMyCEOTour.com to get your tickets. I have a testimonial that I want to read to you guys. And this is from someone who did the homework from last week's episode. So as you guys know, I gave you an assignment last week to really create the atmosphere, the same atmosphere that you get so excited about at certain events or that you you were excited about for those who came to the Dallas tour stop or for those of you who go to great fruitful churches, the experiences that you get there. I want you guys to practice creating that atmosphere in your own spaces, whether it's your office, whether it's at home, whether it's in your car. I want you to get used to having those encounters with God, with just you and him so that you could live in the glory at all times. But anyway, this person did the homework assignment and I want to read it to you because if you haven't done it, this is why I give you guys activities. I don't want you to just listen to this podcast and be pumped up and you be in the same place next year. I want you to have things to do so that you can start seeing things happen in your life. So this email says, hi Tatum, I'm super excited to send you this email. Last night, I listened to your podcast from Monday called Create the Atmosphere and Execute, and I decided to do the homework. I'm a mental health therapist, and I finally went full-time in my private practice on January 1st, 2019. Congrats, girl. Well, this morning, I decided to do the homework in my office and really worship God there. 
It was truly amazing. I'm currently in the building phase of my practice and some days can be harder than the next. While I was worshiping God this morning, he began to speak to me about some things. One of the major things he stated is that I need to continue to worship in my office every morning. He stated that I need to usher his spirit in before my clients come because my office will be a place of refuge for my clients. He stated that they will come in broken and they will leave out healed. Mm, mm, mm. She said, well, today I had a new client come in and I've been speaking with her off and on for about five months now. We live in the South and there is still this really bad stigma surrounding mental health. So it was a really big thing for her to come into my office. She finally took the leap to come in because one of her neighbors had committed suicide recently and and that scared her because she was having suicidal thoughts as well. I was able to help her and a lot of tears. Hold on. Oh, I was able to help her and a lot of tears were shed. And at the end of the session, she stated, I love your office. I feel free, like I can breathe again. I feel safe. Mm. When she stated that, I immediately thought about what God told me this morning. Your office will be a place of refuge. And I just had to share this with you. Thanks for everything. Listen, y'all. Self-explanatory, man. Like this is fruit. This is why I... I'm constantly telling you guys the importance of pushing and doing the things that God is calling you to do and walk in the things God is calling you to walk in and to seek him and make him the CEO. All of these things I'm telling you is because it's not about you. I gave a simple assignment to create the atmosphere um, of, for you to be able to truly worship and experience God in your spaces. She did this in her office. And because she did this in her office, now somebody else who was struggling with suicidal thoughts, who was thinking about ending their life, came into that space and had an encounter with the Holy Spirit. And and, and she came here, she said, I feel safe, I feel free, I feel like I can breathe again. That's because of God's presence. So now her life is impacted. It's a domino effect. <laughs> but y'all playing around and listening to the episode and not even doing the homework. Like, I ain't even going to go in. I'm not even going to go in because we got a show to get to. But all I'm saying is we have to be doers of the word. This is a Holy Spirit led podcast. I pray before I get on this microphone. Some Sometimes y'all come up to me and tell me things I said. I do not remember them because I'm not the one speaking to you every week. I make it a constant space in my, in my business, in my life, in my office, on this podcast, everywhere to make sure that God is glorified and that the Holy Spirit has his way. This is not about me. So if you listen to this show, if he has brought you to this show, because I want to be very clear, I don't really... And I need to start because there's like goals I want to reach, but I don't really promote this show like that. I've never paid for an ad. Most of you guys have come across air quotes, this podcast, you've been doing other things and it popped up. These are God has sent you here. I ain't do nothing. I ain't create no targeted marketing campaigns to get you here. I haven't because I haven't had to, because I knew God was going to send me who he needed to send. And thankfully he sent a lot of y'all. But the reason why you're here is because God wants to use me to speak to you. So I want you guys to understand that when the Holy Spirit does speak to you, that you are obedient to what he's telling you to do. It's not me to what he's telling you to do because things like this happen. So I say all that to say, if you did not do the homework, go back and listen to last week's episode and do it, do it. 
send me emails. If you did do it and you didn't send me an email, send me an email because I would love to encourage other people who may be uh, hesitant or may not have done it because I believe testimonies are so important. So yeah, if you've done it, send me an email because I would love to shout you out on the show. And and I told you I wouldn't say your name and I, I responded to this email, but shout out to you for doing this, for just being obedient. And I just believe that God will continue to bless your practice as you continue to allow him to lead you. All right, we're going to pay a bill and then we're going to come back and get into this episode. I'm really excited. The title of this episode is called Doer. And we've had an episode called Doer before, and I'll put the link to that in the show notes, but this is part two. And God really wants to do some things in this episode. So we're going to pay this bill and then we finna get right into it. This episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast is brought to you by Lightstream. Growing up, I really wish my parents would have talked to me more about interest rates and being smart with credit cards. Have you looked at your interest rate lately? The average interest rate on credit card debt is over 19% APR. You don't need to be a financial expert to know that consolidating debt into a low fixed rate can save you thousands in interest. With Lightstream, you can pay off your high interest credit cards with a credit card consolidation loan. You can get a rate as low as 5.95% APR with AutoPay, much lower than the national average interest rate on credit card debt. The application is 100% online, and you can even get your money as soon as the day that you apply. Apply today at lightstream.com slash blessed and get an additional interest rate discount. Y'all, they giving out discounts on interest rates, okay? That is lightstream.com slash blessed for an additional discount on your interest rate. L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M dot com slash blessed. Subject to credit approval. Rate includes 0.50% auto pay discount. Terms and conditions apply and offers are subject to change without notice. Visit lightstream.com slash blessed for more information. Let's get back to the show. All right, y'all, let's dive right in. So like I said, today's episode is called Doer. And when I was praying about today's episode, God began to tell me that And I was asking him, like, what do you want me to talk about on a podcast this week? And he was like, I want my people to be doers of the word. And so we had an episode called Doer a while ago. It was like around my birthday time back in like February about um, being a doer. And so I was like, well, and I went back and listened to it. And I was like, well, God, what do you want me to talk about on this episode? Like, what's the difference between doer now than it was back in February when we did that episode? And he was saying that... I want my people to grow roots. And he said, I want my people to grow roots. Right now, they're focusing a lot on above the ground things, but I want them to grow roots so that they aren't easily swayed. I am the I am. One of the most effective strategies that the enemy is using right now is he's making people think that it's okay for them to def- for them to define me. While my relationship with each of my children may, di- may be different and may vary, I am the same. And unless they grow roots, they will find themselves always in a state of confusion, always in a state of being easily swayed by what's going on. So in this podcast, being a doer means to go deeper. We covered the basics last time, but now it's time to go deeper. And I was really excited about God telling me that it's time to go deeper because it to me, it just shows 
how much he cares about you, how much he cares about us, that he wants us to be so rooted, so anchored in the things of him that we, that as the enemy gets strategic and as the enemy gets, um, a little bit more cunning with the ways that, that he wants to destroy us. We're able to be rooted in the word because at the end of the day, I know we talk about like, we talk about the enemy and we talk about um, defeating the enemy in the ways he tries to attack us and all of that. But one thing that is very true and that will always be true is that the enemy is always defeated. He's all always defeated because he has already been defeated right? We have the victory over the schemes of him. So while we may acknowledge what he's doing from time to time, we already have the victory. So it's always important to not make him bigger than what he is. That's what he wants us to do. He wants us to make him bigger. We want, uh, he wants us to make him the, the big bad wolf. But as far as I'm concerned, he has to bow down to me. So when I, when I go about my life, especially with the the places that God has taken me, I remind him every day, you must bow down to me because of the God that is in me. I crush you under my feet. If as long as I say, say the name Jesus, you won't win. As long as I plead the blood, you won't win. And so I believe that God wants us to grow these roots because we have to be unrooted is the way we're going to be able to continue to claim the victory and to continue to see things in our lives. And and for me right now, I'm in a space where, and I might've said this last week, don't remember. I'm in a space where I really just want to live in the glory all the time. I just want to live in that space that I've been feeling between the tour and in the conference last week. I just want to live there. I don't want that feeling to be exclusive to those environments. That's why I was telling you guys to do this homework assignment because that's what I've been on. Like, I just want to live there. Yesterday, I... um. I was, I just, I just wanted to live in that space all day. I did a couple administrative things in my business, but I wasn't like in grind mode yesterday. From the time I woke up and prayed with Kristen to the time I went to sleep, I just wanted to to just sit in God's presence. So on my way to the office, I was uh, listening to praise and worship music and just pray, praying. When I got in the office, I was praying. I bought the recordings from the conference that I went to because they had um this, this prayer. It was so powerful. They did this relay prayer where it was like, everybody prayed the different names of God. It was just so powerful. And I was just like, I'm buying this recording because I need that prayer in my life every day. And so um, I was in the office. I put my headphones in so I could blast it as loud as I want. And I don't need nobody coming over here to my door trying to tell me to turn anything down. So I put my headphones in and I just let it play. And I was just in here praying and praying, even walking to my car. I was walking, speaking in tongues like that was just where I was at. And it just felt so good. It just felt so good. And that's just the space that I personally want to live in. I want to live in a space where miracle signs and wonders are the normal. I want to live in a, a space that's super, where supernatural things is the normal. And because I want to, one thing that I do even for myself is I always pray like, God, don't let me ever get used to your works because what, what I know can be a possible door for me to slip up is if I get so used to God's uh, miracle signs and wonders that I, that I take away the, uh, 
what's the best way to say it? That I guess that I take it off the pedestal it's supposed to be on. Cause you know how, like, let's say you are praying for something, you praying, praying, God, let me get into, let's say a, a house. God, I want this house. I want this house. And you were just praying, praying. And then he worked it out and you got in this house. It was a miracle. You ain't even had a credit to get in this house. You ain't even had a down payment. And, but he worked it out. Now you're in this house. Then like three years go by and you used to it now. So you don't even, you, you, it's not even that big of a deal to you anymore. So where it's like now you ain't even cleaning up this house that you prayed pray so hard for. You got stuff broke. You ain't even trying to fix it. And you just out here just just taking for granted what God did. So for me, I never want to be used to it. <laughs> so I'm like, God, I just want to live in the glory and I never want to get used to it because I know that as these things happen, I'm going to continue to, to, to give you the glory for it and your people going to get saved. And that's just the, just the wavelength that I'm on. <laughs> but, um, I just want to live in the full glory of God. And so I believe that he wants you guys to as well. And me, Tatum, personally, I want you guys to live there as well, because I just want you to know just how just the joy and the peace that surpasses all understanding that's just waiting for you when you truly let God have his way and you truly let those those roots grow deep so that you could just live in his glory every day. But don't let me go off on a tangent. Let's talk about becoming a doer. Let's talk about getting these roots. So I have three things. Because we are getting a little bit deeper, I have. Um, I just want to stick with three things that I'm going to talk to you guys about. Um, we have a series coming up on this show that I'm really hype about. I'll tell you about it once I, I solidify the speakers. I have the women in mind. I know they're going to be down with it. I just got to make sure everybody is scheduled and things. But this series is going to be a great complement to what we've been talking about on the show. So stay tuned for that. But point number one is if you're going to get you want to become a doer and you're going to grow these roots and and live in this place of glory you got to first understand where you are right if i was if i'm a baby i can't be eating steaks i don't have the digestive system for that i don't have the the teeth having having grown for me to be able to really chew down a steak like it's not going to work. So it's the same thing when it comes to your walk with God. You got to understand where you are. You're not going to be in kindergarten and being able to pass a, a master's level test. You're not going to be in, in undergrad and be prepared to write a dissertation for a PhD. PhD. <laughs> a PhD. It's not going to happen. So the first step to really growing these roots is you got to understand where you are. And I was thinking when it came to this, this point, I was really thinking about like how my habits have changed from season to season. So when I was a babe in Christ, which I would consider to be maybe 20, all the way up until I've been saved since I was a teenager, but I was still a baby up until maybe about the 2016. I think it was 2016 was when I, I started taking my walk with God seriously. I think, was it 2016? When did this podcast start? We started in 2017, the Black Girl Boss in 2017. So it was like 2016, 2017 was when I was really making a decision to really walk with God. And so um, when I was a babe in Christ, I had to learn the basics, you know, and, and so roots for me, meaning was 
I had to start from square one. I had to start with the basics. I, I was familiar with church, but I didn't know how to build a relationship with God. And one thing I never really learned at church was how to build a relationship with God. And so I was just in this weird space where it's like, well, God, I, I want to know you more and I know you want more from me, but I, honestly, I really don't know how to do that. So growing re- roots for me was figuring out what it really even meant to live a life for God. I had no idea. And so in with this, I had to figure it out just like I figured out anything else. And so where I personally started, so for any of you guys who were in the space where I where I was and and you are a babe in Christ, you you recognize that that um God is real, you're a believer, you have been saved already, and now you're trying to really walk in the full glory 24-7, you have to start with the basics. And so I was familiar, like I said, I was familiar with church because and I was familiar with the mask, right? All the rule book of Christianity, the rule book of don't do this, don't do that, don't do this, don't do that. I was familiar with all of that stuff, but I didn't know how to really build a relationship with God. And so I started with books because I was intimidated by the Bible. I didn't know that there were Bibles in different translations at that time. I had no idea. All I knew is the one that I had, the one that my grandmama had, the one that's on the app, it was King James Version. It was a whole lot of words, a whole lot of names I can't pronounce. Didn't know what to do with that information. So I started with books and the books that I started with, which I always recommend here, How to Hear from God by Joyce Meyer and um, Battlefield of the Mind by Joyce Meyer were the first two that I read. I knew, I heard about Joyce Meyer because my mom always listened to Joyce Meyer. So I was like, well, bet my mom had like this, this uh, box in a garage with like a bunch of books. She was in a, a, um, I've told you guys before, she's in a network marketing company. And one of their huge things is personal development, especially back when she was doing it. And so she's just had endless books. And so um, I saw these Joyce Myers books. So I grabbed them, How to Hear from God, and then um, also Battlefield of the Mind. And I started reading them. And then once I came across a scripture that, that I could relate to, I would write it down. And then I would go try to look that scripture up in the Bible and just kind of start there. Right. I, I just needed to figure out somewhere to start. And that's what worked with work for me. Now, there is an asterisk to this as well. You also got to steer clear of new age books. We're going to do a podcast specifically about the occult and new age on this show because I've personally met some of you guys and I've seen you with new age books. I've seen some of you guys who have posted my book and it was next to a new age book. And I'm like, OK, where's what's wrong here? You can't be. I don't want anybody listening to this to think that you reading things like Think and Grow Rich, The Alchemist, and all of these things, the magic, the secret, let's list them out, right? I don't want you to be listening to this and thinking stuff like that is okay. So for me, when I see stuff like that, that grieves me, and grieve is a good word where I'm like, I go immediately go back to me as a leader, what am I doing wrong? And so I'm like, okay, we've addressed new age things on the show. I've talked about being uh, how this saging and crystals and all of this foolishness is just that foolishness and not of God. Um, I've mentioned how, I don't know if I've mentioned this, but even yoga is not of God. And I used to do Bikram yoga and I felt, and somebody else told me like, you know, that's not of God. And I prayed about it and God said, yeah, no, get up out of there. And so that's what I did. And never went back. And I had to repent from that. I had new age books in my house because some of the books that my mother was reading, these personal development books were new age books. So when God started showing me these things and how 
these things that I thought were harmless were not of him. I had to get rid of them. And so um, that's something that I'm really passionate about because a lot of us are. This is why being rooted is important because we could easily be swayed into things that are not of God. We could easily open up the door for spirits that would have never come to us had we not opened opened up the door for them. So we're going to have a, a episode specific to that. And I'm not playing when it comes to that. So I'm going to have some real powerhouses in the spirit on this show. And we're going to go in. We're going to go in because I don't want y'all out here playing with your soul. I don't. I don't. And whenever I see something like that, I'll always bring it back to me as a leader because I, I take very seriously the fact that I can impact God's people. And I'm not about to play with y'all and I'm not about to play with God's work, but I digress. In my season, my babe season of Christ, understanding where I was, understanding that I didn't know anything and I pretty much had to start with the basics. That's what I did. And thankfully, the books that I did start with were books that were books of God. And I just used that to introduce me to the Bible. So because let's say Battlefield of the Mind used scriptures and then Joyce Meyer will elaborate on the scriptures, I would then now have a better understanding of what I was reading in the Bible because she broke it down. So that's pretty much how I started. And I think for any of you guys where you are a baby in Christ and you're trying to figure this thing out, just go for it. You know what I'm saying? Just go to figure it out. How do you learn? Start there. How do you learn? Me, I like to, I need things for, I need for things to make sense. And so because of that, I needed um, books because books really dived into different topics and they made the scriptures that I was reading make sense for me. But again, you have to understand where you are and start there. Let's take a break, pay a bill, and then we'll be back to continue about this season. This episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast is brought to you by Native. Native creates safe, simple, effective products that people use in the bathroom every day. They create products with trusted ingredients and trusted performance. Native products are made in the USA with ingredients thoughtfully sourced from around the world. Native deodorants can hang with your workout, busy mom life, or a 16-hour day. They come in a wide variety of enticing scents for men and women, plus they release new, limited edition seasonal scents throughout the year. They also offer an unscented formula and baking soda-free formula for those with sensitivities. I personally have the lavender and rose scent, and I love it. It smells so good. I sometimes stop and think, like, did I put on perfume? But it's the deodorant. It smells amazing, and I can't even believe how long it lasts. And DC has been like 90 plus degrees every day lately. And my native deodorant has never worn off. One of the other things I really appreciate about native deodorants is that they're aluminum free. Aluminum may be linked to some serious health ramifications, including breast cancer and Alzheimer's. Although native is priced at a slight premium when compared to conventional deodorants, it is safe and effective. For 20% off your first purchase, visit nativedeodorant.com and use promo code BLESS during checkout. Again, for 20% off your first purchase, visit nativedeodorant.com and use promo code BLESS during checkout. Let's get back to the show. I also, in this season of being a babe, had somebody close to me who God placed in my life. And this is what you have to pray for as well. Ask God to send somebody who is really of him to you to help you navigate that season. 
One thing that I've learned or that I've noticed about my journey up until this point is that God always sent me who I needed in different seasons. So I had a friend who we're not like close anymore and we never didn't have a falling out either. We just aren't close. But she was I used to talk to her multiple times a, a week. Because, and I believe that God really sent her in my life in that season. So if I was reading something in the Bible or something came up and I wasn't understanding, I would call her and be like, Hey, I'm reading this. or I feel like God is telling me this, but I'm not all the way sure. And just, you know, like I said, figuring things out, she would really help it, help me with it. She's the one who actually told me about the Bible that I tell y'all about that I use the life application Bible. And she was like, get this Bible because it's going to really help you apply things. And so when she told me that, I ran to the store. Life, Shout out to Lifeway for still having brick and mortar. Please don't close down, please. Um, but bookstores, Barnes and Nobles and things have Bibles too. But I went and got this life application Bible. And so then I was able to better understand the word. So I started with the Joyce Myers books. Then I, I wrote down the scriptures that resonated with me. And then I, I used that to read the Bible. And then I got the life application Bible, which was a study Bible to learn even more about the word and what I was reading. So again, you have to understand where you are and do what you have to do to learn uh, who God is and learn what it means to walk in him and ask him to send people to you. That's going to help you in that season. Some of you guys, even if you're listening to this podcast, this can help you in that season. I give you an opportunity to submit questions. So send me an email of a question that you may have so that I can answer it. You know what I mean? So utilize the the people that you have and the, the things that you have while you're still learning. And, um, and then of course, pray for God to send people in your lives. So that's where I, how I navigated through that season. So from doing that, I, I, I grew, I matured in my walk with God. I was, I finally learned how to hear from God. I was being more obedient. And then I got to the teenage years. And the teenage years, I believe was 2018 was <laughs> teens, like all of them, all of all the years from like 13, 18 or 19 was 2018 for me. And so um, in that year is when I was preparing to be where I am now is where I was preparing to be an adult. And isn't it so like, hold on, let me back up for a second. I told y'all 2018 was my teenage years in real life. You're a teenager from 13 through 19. That's a long period of time. I went through all of my teens in Christ in 2018. And so to me, that's a blessing because that just shows, in my opinion, when you truly commit to God and commit to learning him and commit to, to growing these roots, how quickly he will escalate you. He don't need all them years to grow you and mature you and to, and to bless you. He don't need all them years for that. So that's just a lesson in and of itself, just as you're maturing, just to really dedicate yourself to it and watch how the things that you're worried about now aren't even a factor. Like, I remember how frustrated I used to be in my babe season because I didn't know how to hear from God or I didn't know when God was speaking to me. And now God is using me to speak to other people prophetically all in a matter of a couple of years. That's crazy. But it just shows what happens when you truly de dedicate and, and commit yourself to growing these roots and being a doer. So in my teenage years, 
2018 was, it was really like teenagers. It was a lot going on emotionally. It was a lot of transitions. Um, I was getting ready to get married and then God was, was moving me into talking about him on this podcast. And I'm like, what? He, I gave my first sermon in 2018. So I'm like, hold up, wait a minute. Who am I? Like, what is happening? I was having an identity crisis. But I committed to him, you know, but it was a frustrating, it was a frustrating, frustrating season. But then also in this season, God was pushing me to get my wings. So remember the person I told you I had in 2016, 17, who was a, a resource for me in that babe season. We wasn't talking like that in 2018. We wasn't talking like that when I was a teenager because God wanted to make sure as well that I could fly on my own. So some of y'all are upset because y'all are like, I don't have nobody. I don't have nobody. But you need to take that as a as an opportunity now for you to fly on your own. Some of you guys, God is pushing out the nest. He's forcing you to grow up. He's pushing you out the nest. This is the that season when you are, are learning how to be an adult. You are learning how to operate without a third party. And so I was honestly frustrated with that friend. And I was like, and at times we did talk, I was just like irritated because I'm like, well, how we go from talking multiple times a week to now I don't even talk to you. And I was, I, I'm this type of person where when I get close to people, I'm super loyal so like if, if it's fish strife or if we go from being super close to now, I feel like you distant, I don't really like it because I'm a loyal person and I really care about people when, when they become a part of my, my inner circle and a part of my life. But, um, but what I had to realize was it wasn't that it was an issue or we couldn't be friends anymore or that it was being distant. It was God needed me to be able to fly on my own. I couldn't just pick up the phone and call her whenever I had a question anymore. It was time for me to grow up. And so that's what he was doing. He was forcing me to be able to to grow up. The same thing that parents would do in your teenage years. You can't baby your kid anymore. You're not giving your kid breast milk when they're a teenager. You shouldn't even still be producing breast milk when they're a teenager. But you can't be giving your child the formula when they're a teenager. It doesn't work. So so God had to, to force me in order for me to grow roots. I had to be by myself. I had to be, I had to learn how to grow up. I had to learn things for myself. And so what that looked like was I used to watch a lot of sermons. So now because I wasn't a babe anymore, now I had to um, now, because I was able to get a little bit more acclimated with how to read the Bible and how to make it make sense for me, I used to watch a lot of sermons. So yeah, I was reading the Bible, but I still needed people to like break it down for me. So I used to watch so many sermons. <laughs> like I used to have my favorite YouTube preachers and I would watch them all the time. Well, they're not YouTube preachers, but pastors who post their stuff on YouTube. Y'all know what I mean. But I used to have my people that I watched all the time because I needed somebody to really break down the Bible for me. And that season, I also learned how to trust. In 2018, business-wise and personally, it was a lot of saying yes to God when it didn't make sense. So God had to, to teach me how to trust him. This is how I grew my roots in that season. I had to learn how to trust him. I spent a lot of time in praise and worship because I was just so all over the place emotionally and having this identity crisis because I had no idea what was going on. I had to spend a lot of time on time on my face. Like, God, I love you. Have your way, have your way. Because I was just training myself to, to, or mm, 
Yeah, that's how I was growing roots. I was training myself to remain in a place of reverence for God to to not get so caught up in all that's going on and to constantly remind myself that I'm still blessed, that he still loves me, that even though I'm in a waiting season, I don't understand that he still has a plan for me, that, that it's all going to work out, that eventually it'll all make sense. So that's where I really developed my praise and worship life. And again, I learned independence. I learned independence in that season. And so um, I'm walking you guys through each season and kind of giving you my testimony. So in hopes that you can identify with what season that you're in and you can be able to take a look, take some notes and maybe these, these things will work for you as well. And then lastly, the last season um, and then the season I feel like I'm in now is my adult years. So now I have responsibility, right? I got bills. And not bills, not just bills monetarily, but I have a responsibility because I have a platform. Because when I open my mouth, people listen to me. And it's crazy because I can't even joke like I used to anymore. Like I have like a, I'm a, I have a kind of a sarcastic sense of humor sometimes. And I'm a big trash talker. That's kind of like how I grew up and how me and my family always talk a lot of trash or whatever. So I'm always like cracking jokes in some type of way. But I can't even really joke no more because people, because what I say carries weight. So I, so whether I'm serious or I'm playing, I have to watch what I say. That's a responsibility. I'm an adult. I have to be quiet sometimes if what I'm saying is, is going to, or has the potential to be negative in any type of way, even if I'm joking. So that's something I still have to have to learn or this identity now is something I'm still um, learning about myself, but Hey, (laughs) when I decided to say yes to God, that meant I need to adjust to every season that he has me in. But in this season, what that looks like, what growing roots looks like for me is I don't watch a lot of sermons anymore. I told you in order for me to grow, grow roots in my teenage years, I was watching a lot of sermons because I needed somebody to really break the Bible down for me. So now as an adult, I don't watch a lot of sermons because at this point, I don't really care what your perspective of what you read is. I need to know what it is, what God was doing and what he attended, what he intended and whatever it is that I'm reading now. So this growing roots in this season looks a lot different. I'm reading the Bible a lot more. There's, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with sermons. So again, you have to understand where you are. That's point number one, understand where you are. But for me, Tatum as an adult in her walk with Christ now, I don't care what anybody else's perspective is. Because no matter who you're listening to, they are breaking things down based on their understanding or what, what God is revealing to them about it. You could, I mean, even for yourself, like you could read the same scripture a bunch of times and get different revelations depending on what God wants you to see in that moment. So it's not to say there's anything wrong with with sermons or when preachers break things down. No, I'm just saying that as an adult for Tatum, I need to know what these scriptures and these passages and what the word means for me in this particular season of my life. And no third party person can tell me that I have to go to the book and I have to get before God, period, (laughs) period, because I have a responsibility to become who he saw before he formed me in my mother's womb. So now that I I got through the basics, now that I've gotten my independence, now it's time for me to get rooted even more. And in order for me to do that, it has to be me and God tunnel vision. Like I talked about last week, 
And in this season also, I have a zero tolerance for foolishness. That's part of the reasons why I'm kind of off social media, because I just have a zero tolerance for foolishness. I have to be guarded. I'm guarding my eyes and I'm guarding my ears because I don't need no foolishness getting into my heart. Like it's the stuff going on online about um, that I've seen because I'll be on Twitter sometimes because Twitter is hilarious. <laughs> but um, sometimes I get on Twitter and um, so we got this whole city boys and hot girl summer thing going on. And I'm just like, y'all are really spending your days talking about this. Like, it's funny maybe for like a joke or two, but y'all really be on this all day, every day. Like, what are you really doing? I even got a friend of mine who I'm so irritated with right now. He don't even know because I told y'all I have zero tolerance for foolishness. I'm not even going to exert the energy to talk about this with him. But he's getting on my nerves when I see him online because I'm like, what are you doing? Like, you got these things that God wants to do through you and you over here playing on the internet? Like, what? So <laughs> nevertheless, I digress. But for me, it's a it's a zero foolishness, zero foolishness uh, or zero tolerance for foolishness for me right now. Even when it comes to church, you know, when I told you guys I'm in between churches right now, uh, one of the, the issues that I was kind of wrestling with was I'm like, I need more. I need more. I have a lifestyle now that is beyond the level that you're teaching me. So I'm, I feel like I'm I'm retaking the same class. That's not going to work for what God wants for me. That's not that's not going to help me get rooted. I'm going to just be the same and stagnant. And I can't afford to be stagnant. I have work to do. And I have work to do for God. I'm not out here playing with my life. Like I'm out here for a purpose. And I am very serious about doing what God wants me to do in this world. So even with that, I'm like, okay, it's time for me to go. Amongst other things. I'm like, I have to get under leadership now that is at a higher level. So I need people with with a, a apostolic mantle on their life that's able to really help me build and grow the things that God has placed on inside of me. I need people with a deep understanding of the word to now then teach me, teach it to me and allow me to understand it in ways or allow me to understand the different nuances and context in ways that I wasn't able to understand on my own. So for me in this season, it's about maturing, being an adult, being a mature adult. And with the way that God is is pushing me out to the masses, I need a spiritual covering. Like I need people to be able to go to like uh, my spiritual mother with a V is what I call her. Uh, I will call her because there are certain things now where um, because God is calling me to high places, there may be certain things that come up that I'll call her and be like, hey, what do you think about this? Or this opportunity came up. Can you pray about this for me? Or I see I'm discerning this in the spirit. What do you think about this? Or what does that mean? And she's able to really help break things down for me on a mature level. And that's what I need in this season. I'm an adult. So in order for me to grow roots, I have to, and for you, in order for you to grow roots, you have to number one, and this was a long number one, but I wanted to break down each of the levels that I've personally been at and am familiar with in hopes that you can identify with those and take what you need to grow your roots and allow God to plant some seeds in you so that somebody else may come along and water it. And I know we're, we're at like the 45 minute mark, but I'm going to finish this one. It's going to be a long episode. I don't really care about time. I care about doing what God needs me to do. Um, so yeah, that was point number one. Understand where you are. 
Don't be a babe trying to eat a steak. It's okay to be a babe. Excel at that season. Master that season so that you can then mature and then master that season and what God needs from you in that season. And as you continue to grow, it's always going to be more roots to grow, but it's going to better prepare you for what it is that he needs you to do in this world. Okay, now point number two, to get rooted, to to be a doer, to get deeper in your relationship with God is you have to become a student of the word. This applies to everybody. I don't care if you are a baby, a teenager, an adult, a senior citizen. I don't really care where you are. We all have to be a student. Now, how you learn may be different contingent upon what area you're in or what your maturity level is, but we have to be a student nonetheless. So just like when you were a baby, they had um, Bibles for children that were had a lot of pictures and things like that. You may be more old school and you like, look, I like the King James version. I don't really need nothing else. Then that Bible works for you. That's how you're able to, to do. You may be a student. When I was a um a student in high school, I had a student Bible. And so this was like a life application Bible too, but it was for teenagers. And after each story, it had like a little stopping point. And then it basically made the story relevant for uh, where I would probably be as a teenager. So let's say, I don't know, I can't even think of an example right now, but it will give a story about like such and this happened at school during homeroom or whatever. It would try to make it relevant for the stage that I was at. So again, you have to be a student of the word, find whatever tool, whatever study tool is going to work best for where you are, but you need to study nonetheless. I don't understand how we can say we love God and we don't study the Bible. A lot of us have, uh, a lot of us read the Bible. A lot of us know scripture, but do you study the Bible? Do you go and read the context? Uh, Do you go and read the details so that you understand what's going on? Do you ask God for revelation as you're reading different stories so he could, he can make it make sense for you? Are you really studying? A lot of us are not studying. A lot of us are trying to cliff note our way to a prosperous life and it ain't finna work like that. You got to study. I bet if somebody offered you a million dollars to study something and pass this test, you will be studying all night. You will know the ins and outs of whatever because you knew what was on the other side of it. So, But why won't you do that for God? If he's telling you that I have plans to prosper you, to give you hope in a future, if he's telling you you will spend your days in prosperity and your years in pleasure, if he is giving you all of these promises, why are you not studying the word with that same level of enthusiasm as you would if somebody was giving you a million dollars? or whatever. Is that million dollars more important than the plans that God has for you? For some of you guys, the reason why you don't understand the Bible is not because of the Bible, it's because your values are wrong. If you place value in making God proud, if you place value in pleasing him, if you place value in living a life that advanced the kingdom, then you will sit there and figure it out. You will sit there and read it until you get it. You will find all the study materials and things that you that you need until you get it. And there really isn't much else to say about point number two, but become a student and study. Stop reading the word. Be a studier of the word. You can't be a doer of something you don't understand. In order for you to grow roots and be a doer of the word, you have to study the word of God. Stop using excuses. Oh, I don't know how to hear from God. The one place God is always speaking to you is in the Bible. Go there, study it, read it, take it to heart, understand it, put yourself in the stories, 
do what you have to do so that you can become a doer of what it is that you read. So that was point number two. And then lastly, in order to grow these roots, you guys, in order for us to become doers, we have to identify and grow in our spiritual gifts. And I'm going to read two scriptures to you on this. The first one, let me pull it up. The first one is in Romans. It's Romans 12. Yeah, Romans 12, 6 through 8, it says, in his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you're a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it is giving, give generously. If God is giving you leadership ability, take that responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. So in order for us to grow roots, we have to be practitioners of the spiritual gifts that he has given us. And let me read to you uh, 1 Corinthians 12. And I'm going to start at verse four. It says there are different kinds of gifts, but the same spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in every one, it is the same God at work. Now to each one, the manifestation of the spirit is given for the common good to one. There is given through the spirit, a message of wisdom to another, a message of knowledge by means of the same spirit to another faith by the same spirit to another gifts of healing by that one spirit to another miraculous powers to another prophecy to another distinguishing between spirits to another speaking in different kinds of tongues and still to and to still another the interpretation of tongues all of these are the work of one and the same spirit and he distributes them to each one just as he determines so to sum it up, each of us have different spiritual gifts. All the root of all the gifts are the Holy Spirit, right? The Holy Spirit distributes these gifts, but each of us has one. And the purpose of us using our gifts is so that we can advance the church, the church, meaning the kingdom of God, not a physical church, the kingdom of God. We are one body. Okay. So what, some of us are the hands, some of us are the legs, some of us are the, like, it's, it, we are different parts of the same body. And so it is our duty in order for us to grow these roots and to be doers, you got to know what to do, right? A part of do it, being a doer is to, um, do your, or operate in your spiritual gifts well. And I know that there's a lot of you on here who do not know your spiritual gifts. And so the reason why I read the first Corinthians scripture in the NIV version is because it kept saying the same spirit. It will tell you like, this is the gift, but the same spirit. So a lot of you don't know what your spiritual gifts are. So your homework then is to go to God and say, God, what are my spiritual gifts? And that's been something for me as I'm in this adult season, so to speak, I'm like, God, I want to be able to operate well in my spiritual gifts. Can you reveal them to me? And one of them that I told you guys that I'm, I'm feel like I'm growing in and learning more and more of every day is the gift of prophecy. It's something that was always present, but I didn't have the knowledge. I wasn't mature enough to understand what that was. So now that God has revealed to me what that is, now it's up to me to be able to learn more about it and to seek him, the one who gave it to me so that I can be able to do it well. 
And so the same thing for you, in order for you to be a doer, figure out what it is you need to do. And a part of that is seeking God on what your spiritual gifts are. Read these scriptures in your own time so that you could figure out what the spirits are. Um, but that's something that we have to do as well. I know one of the things that I did, I took this, somebody sent it to me, somebody that um, I'm pretty close to and who I trust to talk about these type of things with. She was telling me about this spiritual um, about this test that helps you identify what your, what your certain gifts are. And no, I'm not going to tell you the test because a lot of you guys will go and take the t this test. If I told you what it was, you'll try to find it and take it and not do what I just said, which is seek God for it. So uh, not going to be an enabler and I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> but um, I had took this test and it was telling me a lot of things that I, that I already knew, but it also gave me language to be able to further go and seek God for these things. So my top spiritual gift is that I ranked high end was prophecy. Number two was evangelism. I mean, Hey, I'm on tour this year, right? That, that lines up. Number three was leadership. Number four was teaching. Five was knowledge, knowledge. Six was exhortation. I don't even know what that word means. I haven't even gotten to this point of the list in my studies and my growth in these gifts. Um, I don't even know what that word means if I just look at it. So that's something that I have to look into. But wisdom, apostleship, discernment, pastoring, faith, mercy, like all these things, administration, I was very high in. And it was funny because the things that I was average in was giving and serving. And that's not to say I'm not a giver and that I'm not a server, but these are not high spiritual gifts for me, right? Like I'm... I give, like I, I pay my tithes. Whenever God tells me to give to somebody, I do. Uh, I'm definitely a giver. But if you, I'm not one of them people, if you come to me and be like Tatum and you give me this whole story and you be like, can you just give me yada, yada, yada? Um, I'm not, I'm not going to say I wouldn't give it to you, but I'm really not going to just be like here. You know, and I don't want to come off like I'm rude or anything, but that's just not an error. I don't just be giving out money or nothing like that. That's just not take. That's just not me. Or even like serving. I'm not the one I, t I told you guys like about my husband. He's high on his spiritual gift is serving. Like that man will break. He will build the church every day, brick by brick for God. Like that's what he would do. But me, I'm going to be like, look, can we hire somebody to come in here and do this? Um, Paint the walls. I don't really know if I'm trying to do that. Like, that's not something that I'm high in. Now, if God says, Tatum, I need you to go and serve in this place. Cool. I'm going to go do that. But naturally, that's not me. Okay. Um, And I'm okay with that. But um, for each of us, I say all that to say each of us have spiritual gifts and it's up to us to go and seek God on what those gifts are. So when God was showing me this, this gift of prophecy, I'm like, what does that mean though? Like, I understand, I know what it means in the sense of like, okay, prophets are a mouthpiece for God, but what, what are you really, what do you use them for when it comes to moving the, the body of Christ forward? Like, that's the type of questions that I ask because 
going back to Romans, it says, if you're a giver, give cheerfully. If you're this, do it this. It's pretty much saying whatever your gift is, do it well and do it at a high level so that you can move the kingdom forward. So for me, it's not enough for me to know I have a prophetic gift. Like, and it's not, I'm not going to run around telling everybody I shared certain things with you guys because that's a part of this show. But it's for me to then and go get roots in it. God, what does this mean? What's the magnitude of this? How do I need to use this for your kingdom? And so that's what I personally do. But I think for all of you guys listening, in order for you to be a doer and to grow roots, it's time for us to figure out what those spiritual gifts are. And you do that by asking the Holy Spirit because he is the one who tells you the things that were like on this test. I took it. I mean, honestly, it seemed interesting when she told me, but I had enough maturity to know, like, I'm not about to let this test tell me what my gifts are. I'm going to go to the source. Um, but a lot of it were things that were spot on. And there are things that like the, I told you the exhortation one, when I read that, I had no idea what that word meant, but that's something I could take back into, into my quiet time with God and be like, is this a spiritual gift that you gave me? Yes or no? He answers. And I'd be like, oh, okay. So then how can I use this to advance the kingdom? What do you want me to do with this? How can I do this? Well, another gift that I wanted that was listed in, um, first Corinthians 12, that wasn't in the spiritual gifts test, but I wanted the gift of discerning the spirits because understanding the magnitude of what God has on my life, it's not enough for me to be like, oh my gosh, God called me to these high places. I'm going to be doing all these things. All right, that's cool. But I need to make sure that I am, I am living my life in a way every day that is pleasing to God, that I am operating at a high level. I don't want to just make it to heaven. I want my life on earth to be pretty lit too. And a part of that is using all of the gifts that he had, that, that are, um, that the Holy Spirit gives, even the evidence of speaking in tongues. I'm so grateful for that gift. I didn't always have it. And I was frustrated for some years because I wanted it, but eventually God gave it to me. And so the gift of speaking in tongues now was something that I exercise a lot because I don't even know what I'm praying, but I know it's a perfect prayer when I'm doing it. I know that the enemy don't understand it when I'm doing it. So that's a gift that I, that I ask God for. And that's a gift that we can all ask him for. And he, the Holy spirit will give it to us. And so, um, but the, the gift that I really wanted in this season was the, the gift of discerning of spirits. And I read this book and I posted it. We was, we talked about this in a blessing ball stuff society the other day, and it's called the gift of discerning the spirits by Norville Hayes. And it's a super quick book. It's only like 48 pages. You could find it online for free. And, um, yeah, so I read this book and me and Kristen actually read the book together because this was a gift I really wanted to have and operate heavily. in. I didn't want to go into different places because there are a lot of corrupt people in high places, as we know, right? There are a lot of people who are in front of rooms and who talk about God. There are a lot of people on the internet with a lot of followers who talk about God and they don't eat and their hearts are far from him. The Bible talks to us about tells us about these things. And so for me, I didn't want to walk into the things that I had for me or even just walk into in my day-to-day life ignorant to what spirit is operating in situations. I wanted to, to me being able to put on the full armor and being able to pray fervently and be strategic um, when it comes to living for God. This, I felt like this particular gift would be of extreme value and I wanted it. And so I read this book and it helped me understand what the gift was more, but then I had to take it to the Holy Spirit, who's the giver of all gifts and be like, 
How can, can you give this gift to me? How do I operate in it? And so once I started praying for that, I was able to then be a doer and, and uh, my, my roots grew. I was able to be a doer and now I operate in it when I didn't operate it operate in it at that level before, before I would always say like, I have a uh, good discernment. So the difference discernment is like that hunch of, Oh, something not right with this, but the gift of discerning of spirits is way more powerful. That's the actual gift. Discernment isn't a gift. The gift of discerning of spirits is a gift. So the gift of discerning of spirits means instead of me just saying, Oh, something not right with that person. I could look at somebody and be like, Oh, that's a Jezebel spirit operating within them. And I can speak to that spirit. So I'm not wasting my time arguing with a person. I am now being more effective because I'm casting out demons as opposed to just arguing with the human. That's, that's, that doesn't do anything right. In order for me to be effective, I got to speak to the spirit that's at hand. And so, and then even for me, as I'm going to new, let's say a, a contract presents itself or whatever, or I'm entering into or the potential to enter into a business relationship comes up. Now I'm able to discern situations for what they are. And I'm not walking into anything ignorantly. I'm able to see the root of it, which is the spirit of it. And to me, that's just a, a gift that, that God has been able to allow me to operate heavily in now. And it's like amazing. And it's not even something I'm afraid of. To me, I feel like I have more power because now I'm able to really operate at a higher level. And I, and I believe overall, that's what God wants us to do. He wants us to operate on a higher level. He wants our roots to grow so we won't be swayed by people. The gift of discerning the spirits allows me to see what spirit is at hand. So it can't manipulate me because I see you for what you are. I see through the mask you're trying to put on. You know what I mean? So yeah, that was point number three, you guys. And I know we got a little deep here and I was telling you a lot of my testimony, but I really, really just want you to understand the importance of being rooted. Understand that it's okay to be in whatever season you in. Don't let it be an excuse though. Don't let the fact that you're just starting at this be an excuse. I want us all to live in the full glory of God, to operate on such a high level like he wants us to. We are people of God. We're supposed to be set apart in this earth. We're not supposed to look, act, and speak like everybody else. And the way that we stand out, the way that we do better is we got to get these roots together. It's not about growing from, from the ground up. It's not about growing in followers and money and all of that it's about getting rooted in God so that's it that's all I have for you guys since we over time I'm not going to ask answer any questions I'm going to end it there thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of the blessed and bossed up podcast I will talk to you next week